Praise the Lord. Amen. We're glad to be in the house of God this afternoon on Sunday evening here at Coosa Valley Church of God in Cropwell, Alabama. Thank you so much for joining with us, whether you're joining on our live feed, our podcast, or recording at a later time, uh, Boxcast, Facebook, YouTube, all of these avenues. Thank you so much for joining with us and being a part of what God is doing here at Coosa Valley. I want to remind you, you can visit our website at CVCOG uh, for more at dot .church for more information concerning all of our live feed options, our podcast, our, uh, it gives you all of our, for our social media, gives you avenues for that. Sermon outlines, you can submit prayer requests. Uh, it also has for our online giving, many different avenues as well. Um, some have asked, well, Brother Andy, why do you have so many different avenues for live feed, so many avenues for uh, online giving? Well, we have so many personalities and we're just trying to be able to reach as many people as we can for God and give every opportunity to be able to be uh, connected together. And we thank you uh, for allowing us this opportunity. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask God to touch and minister in our time of study tonight as we study in the book of Revelation. If you have a prayer request, uh, need to have a question about the church, uh, need help with anything uh, as far as uh, uh, coordinating through or navigating through our website, uh, I, we've tried to make it as easy as we possibly can. But if you have any questions about anything, feel free to call or text 205-642-8744. We want to partner with you in prayer. We want to help you in any way we can. So please be sure to reach out. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come to you this afternoon, we want to thank you. Thank you for the blessings that you've given us. Thank you for this great opportunity that you've allowed us to come to worship and praise you. Father, I pray tonight that you'll just move and minister in a mighty way. Open the windows of heaven this afternoon and pour out an anointing and a blessing that could only come from you. Father, I pray that you will touch in our time of study tonight. You've heard the prayer request. You've seen the text. You've seen the emails. Father, I'm praying that you will just continue to bless and minister in a mighty way this very day, this very hour. And we thank you and we praise you for all the blessings that you've given us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You have your Bibles, if you will, turn with us to the book of Revelation chapter 17. The book of Revelation chapter 17. In just a moment, we're going to take a look at a couple of things that's happening uh, in uh, in uh, the book of Revelation and where we're at in scriptures as far as uh, the end times and the way things are going. We're going to be looking here in the next several, uh, it's going to take us probably a couple of months to go through 17 and 18. Chapter 17 and 18 uh, actually, all the way through verse uh, chapter twenty is the third is uh, vision three, uh, and if you'll remember, several months ago we talked about the visions that John was having, and so we're starting to dig into the third vision that John had. Uh, set chapter seventeen and eighteen. I'm again, we're just trying to lay a foundation as we do at the beginning of each chapter. Seventeen and eighteen is going to be talking about uh, the judgment of religious Babylon and political Babylon. We're going to be talking uh, in chapter 17 concerning false religions, false prophets, false doctrines, and things of that nature that is relevant in our time today. Please understand, this is things that's happening 
in the right here and the right now. We need our minds opened up to God so that we are not caught up in the false doctrine that is being propagated by uh by the devil himself. I was just going to try to uh, do the course, but it's by the devil, so there's no other way of wording that. It is by the devil. Uh, and so the first couple of, of verses that we're going to be looking at here in chapter 17 is the description of these religious, uh, these false religions here in Babylon. So what I want to do is I want to read uh, the first six verses and as I'm reading, we're going to break a couple of things down in these verses, and then we're going to dig deeper into, uh, into this chapter here in the end, these six verses, and as we move forward in uh, chapter 17. So we're going to be taking a look at several things in this. So we're going to start off in verse 1, and remember, uh, maybe may a little bit different than we've done in the past, but what I want to do is as we're reading through as we start off chapter 17, I'm going to read these passages, and then I'm going to, uh, as I'm reading these verses, these first six verses is what we're going to look at tonight. We're going to try, to, or this afternoon, we're going to try to get through these six verses. As we're reading those, there's a couple of things I want to bring out to you concerning these verses. So we're going to read six verses here. So let's take a look. Then one of the seven angels who had, who had the seven bowls came and said... Come, I'll show you the judgment of the great prostitute who is seated on many waters. Three things that we notice here, and, that, and these are things that we're noticing and we're going to dig deeper in as we look at these verses. So just want to lay a foundation here uh, to know where we're going here in the next, next couple of uh, Sunday nights. The three things that we find in this verse is, number one, as an angel has revealed about the false religions here in Babylon to John. This verse is talking about those false religions that has been brought out and that is referred to as the great prostitute. The religious Babylon is the great prostitute as referred to in Scripture. And we're going to be talking about those false religions, false doctrines, things of that nature that is found here in Babylon. We also look at the religious Babylon sits on many waters or people. This is where this is talking about how that these religious false religions that is referred to as the false, as the religious Babylon, these false religions are seated on the many waters or on many people and how that it has, this false religion has them crushed down and, and buried under that. So let's take a look. Verse 2. Verse 2 says, With whom the kings of the earth have committed sexual immorality with the wine and with the wine of those sexual immorality, the dwellers on the earth have become drunk. In this particular scripture, uh, we're also finding that the religious Babylon has been supported by the nations and the people of the world. We'll look more of that into verse 15, but this is a foundation of where it's at as how the kings of the earth, they've committed this, uh, the moral, uh, the moral, the immorality, and they are supported by the nations and the people of the world. We're going to be talking about these things more in depth as we move forward. Verse 3. Verse 3, And he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman seated, sitting on the scarlet beast and that was full of blasphemous names 
and it had seven heads and ten horns. Uh, several things that we find here. Uh, the religious Babylon will receive its power from the beast or the Antichrist. He has the color of the scarlet of scarlet. He has blasphemous names and he has seven heads and seven horns or ten horns. The religious Babylon is receiving its power and indoctrination and authority from the false prophet, which is the false prophet, which is the one that is brought into the the Antichrist. So the false prophet brought in the Antichrist. We've seen that uh, a couple of months, a month or month and a half ago. We've seen how that the false prophet brought in the Antichrist. The religious Babylon or the false doctrines here that's being taught in the religious Babylon receives its power from the Antichrist through the false prophet. And where does the Antichrist receive its power and authority? From the devil himself. So let's move on. We find in verse 4. Verse 4 tells us this. The woman who is arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and jewels, pearls, and holding in her hand a golden cup of abominations and impurities of her sexual immorality. The religious Babylon will have a rich appearance but will be corrupt. Remember this morning we talked about how that we need to quit looking at the outward and start paying attention to the inward man. What the uh, religious Babylon is going to be looking at is the religious Babylon, this false doctrine that's being taught by the false religions here at Babylon. They, they look on the outward, they have this great appearance. They have a, uh, just a great outward appearance, but they are very corrupt. Outside, they look wealthy. Inwardly, they are corrupt with idolatry. Verse 5, we take a look at verse 5. Look at what it says. Verse 5, and on her forehead was written in the name of the mystery Babylon, the great mother of prostitutes and earth abominations. Verse 5 tells us that the religious Babylon will have a striking name. Go on to verse 6. Verse 6 tells us, and I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and the blood of the martyrs of Jesus, When I saw her, I marveled greatly. Religious Babylon will be prejudiced and will be given the power to fiercely prosecute true followers of Christ. So these are just things that we're going to be looking at as we're moving forward. Just wanted to lay a little bit of a foundation as to where we're looking and where we're going forward in this. Just to also talk about this, we see that Christ is going to come back. He's bringing righteousness back to earth. But before he can, before he can come, he has got to get rid of the things that has gone on in the time, on earth. In chapter 16, we looked at the fact that all godlessness and the evil armies of this earth have been destroyed. We, we talked about that in great detail in chapter 16. We're starting in chapter 17 and we're going to be talking about the false religions of the earth and how that they must be destroyed. Next chapter, chapter 18, uh, the politics and the government, the social systems, this is all of the things that's been set up as a godless 
systems and prop and processes and policy, all of those things must be destroyed. We find in the world we're living in, we talked this morning uh, uh, briefly during this morning's service, and uh, some talked afterwards. We gathered together and we discussed a little bit after this morning's service. We find in the world we're living, the nation we're living in, the godlessness of the politics, the government, and the social systems, and how that the evil has and the uh, immorality that has moved into those areas, those things will be destroyed. We're going to talk more about that in chapter 18. When all of these things are done, the ungodly evil of this world has been removed, then and only then will Jesus Christ come and set up His kingdom of righteousness. Now God shows us both false religions, false doctrines, the godless governments, and the godless politics of this world must be destroyed as well before Christ can come back on the scene. The false religions and godless government has always been on earth and I believe that they're today more rampant than ever before. Um, you know, and I want to pause for just a second. I know that uh, some have seen that we've been, and I want you to hear me on this church, Coosa Valley Church, I'm talking directly to you, how that we have been moving a lot of our stuff uh, off of social media and we're moving it more towards our website, towards podcasts, towards things of that nature, and here's why. I went back and I looked at our, um, our website, or excuse me, our social media pages, and just in the last, just in the last uh, uh, 27 days, or tw excuse me, 28 days, just in the last 28 days, we, our, our, uh, our church's social media pages has received over 30, quote, citations uh, of showing that they showing that they're uh, censoring our social media pages, censoring the things about uh, uh, our, what we're broadcasting, uh, the messages, the music, and things of that nature. Uh, and just for the record, they'll show that they, we don't have the license for such and things. We have all the license, every one of them. We dispute, we put our license numbers on there, and then they'll remove that However, that takes a lot of time and effort to do that, but what they're doing is simply, uh, it's a censorship that is going on through the social media. My personal page has been, uh, has been censored numerous number of times. Uh, I went back and I looked and I seen how that all I did was I shared uh, the National Day of Prayer last year, I, or this year, excuse me, uh, no, what? Yeah, this year I, I and it was last year as well. But this year I shared the National Day of Prayer. I shared that on my my personal social media page, and it was censored by social media as stating stating that it did not uh, conform to the standards to which they are governed. So I, I say all of those things to say this: the politics. The godlessness, the false religions, they're here. They're here at this point in time. They've always been on earth. They're continuing more rampant today. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion that we hold dearly in America. Those things are being chipped away one 
at a time. In the end time, the Antichrist, the false prophet, is going to institute a one world religion. There'll be a one world government, one world religion, one world money, monetary system. All of these things will be a one world uh, process. We're already seeing that even in America today, how that they're, they're Church, I'm not trying to be political in what I'm fixing to say, but I'm telling you, regardless of your political affiliation, regardless of who you vote for, regardless of any of those things, you need to read the bills that your state and uh, your cities, your states, and your uh, the national on the national level, you need to read the bills and you need to do your investigation as to what they're saying in those. Because right now in Washington there are several bills and if you'll read those things, there's a lot of the things that are stipulating and pushing us towards a one world government. The one world government, uh, oh that'll be so nice, oh that'll be so easy, everything will flow, everything will be wonderful. But what that is doing is that setting us up to the worship of the state and the leader of the state, which in that point in time is going to be that Antichrist spirit. And some point in time, the Antichrist himself will be in that. All of the evil that has ever been done has been embodied in a false religion aspect. And we need church today, we need to know the Word of God more than we've ever needed to know the Word before. Why? Because there's so much uh, false doctrine that is being passed around even in the even in uh, even in institutions, uh, 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 colleges, and universities that are supposed to be Christian oriented, there is false doctrine, false religions that is being passed down into those classrooms, high schools, middle school. There's a lot of the things that's being passed down and we need to step up and listen and get a hold of God, know the Word of God, teach it to our children because I'm telling you church, there's coming a time when the false religion is going to take over. All the godless government and false religions will be judged at some point in time and wiped off of the face of the earth by the judgment of God. The judgment of this godless government and false religion is of the uh, is what the spirit the scripture calls political and religious Babylon. That is what we're talking about over the next couple of Sunday afternoons. As we've read these six verses, false religion has been more doom than any other single thing. False religion has done more doom to the church world than anything else. Why? Because people are so readily able to just fall and listen to every wind of doctrine. Church, what we must understand is false religions, false doctrines, false teachings, all of these things, all it does 
is it leads people away from God. It, it gives false religion promises, a great life, great uh, salvation, peace that passes understanding. It, all, it, 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 it promises security. It promises hope. But if it's false, then it is a lie. If it is false religion, it is a lie and it is total deception. False religion in the end time will fall. When it falls, it will doom millions of people. It will doom them all for eternity. The reason for this, the reason for this particular chapter, and chapter, this is chapter 17, is to warn us about the false religion and warn us of the religious Babylon, the false religions, the false doctrine, the false teachings that is sweeping the earth today, and we've got to stand and go to spiritual battle, as what we talked about this morning. Church, we've got to understand. There is, there's so much hemmed up. I, 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 I know that I'm probably going to get more passionate about this chapter than anything else. Why? Because it, it breaks my heart to see great men and women of God, to see young people be taught something. They go off to college and they get taught something. And it turns their mindsets. It gives them false religion. This false religion, this false doctrine gives them a sense of superiority over what they've been taught and they take everything they've taught and they throw it away. And then they fall. They hit rock bottom. Church, we need to take a stand today against the false doctrines, the false religions, the false teachings that is spewing out of the mouth of the Antichrist spirits in the day and time that we're living in. False religion, you can take a look at, at verse 1. Not going to be much longer. No, I knew I was not going to be able to get through all of this, but just hold tight with me for just a moment. Maybe we'll get through at least, eh, maybe not. Verse 1. Verse 1 is back on the, the low section of the screen here. In verse 1 we find that John has had a vision. John is having visions of the last days of human history. This is vision he has just been shown the great devastation of war, the war of Armageddon, the catastrophic destruction of great cities of earth, and he's standing here in utter shock, in silence. But all of a sudden, the seventh angel that is in, in verse 1, the seventh angel goes over to John and and. This is the one of the seven angels who poured the wrath of God upon earth. And he tells John, come here and I'll show you the future. The future judgment of the false religions. Verse 1 tells us the great prostitute. 
the false religions of earth. John walks over and he sees one of the most amazing sights, the description and judgment of false religion in the earth. Why do you think that John and the vision here and the angel, all of these in chapter 17, why do you think that that the great prostitute was the words that was used to describe false religion. Me and my wife have been married for 18 years. I hope I don't get in trouble. I don't think I will because she has said this openly to others. She has said that if something's going to turn... People have asked her if they're worried about me going to the hospital. This was before COVID. Going to the hospitals all day and and visiting people and and staying out all throughout the day. Getting up very early in the morning. uh, Having to go to the hospital in the middle of the night. Different things. People have asked her before. They said, are you worried about, about Brother Andy? She knew what they was talking about and her response was this. If someone's going to turn his head, then they can have him. Something to that effect. And I'm sure I'll get in trouble when I get home for using the example. But the fact is, the great prostitute, you see this on television shows, you see this on, on TV and movies, and you see all of this all the time. A married person will uh, take their ring off and... I can't take mine off. Mine is, is there. It, I, uh, you know, I tell everybody it shrunk. <laughs> uh, my finger got bigger. But, uh, you know, you see on TV and movies and television shows, you'll see, uh, you'll see uh, men that they'll take their rings off and they'll go to the bar and they'll, uh, they'll uh, get the company of a, of a lady or of a woman, a female. They'll get female company and... Their wife is in another city or wherever and things happen. We'll just leave it at that. Then they'll go home and they'll put their ring back on. Why do you think that God, the Holy Spirit of God, that John the seventh and the seventh angel, why do you think that they use the great prostitute to refer to false religion? There's many, and I'm going to speak to Coosa Valley folks. There's many that's joined the church. There's many that has gotten saved in these altars. There's many that has come and they're doing a work. They're wanting to do a work for God here at the church. There's many that are, uh, that, as I've said, that have joined the church. And yet they take that ring, that ring on my finger, it represents the commitment that I made to Sister Carrie 18 years ago. Well, church, there's many that has made a commitment to God and to this church, and in essence, they've taken that ring off, and they only put it on when they need that commitment to be there. I believe that that is one of the biggest reasons, and they do the same thing to God. They only want God there when they need God to be there. I believe that that is why that the Holy Spirit of God, 
that the seventh angel, that John, that the 17th verse of Revelation, I believe that that's why the great prostitute is used. Because this, this great prostitute is a reference to false religion. And what does false religion do? False religion stands in the place of true, of the truth of the Word of God. False religion stands in the place of a true relationship. False religion is the great prostitute. Not just in Bible times, but in the time we live in today and in the times of tomorrow, all the way to the end time, the great prostitute stands for the false religion. False religion pulls people from their relationship with God. In the Bible, holotry stands Stands the prostitute stands for false gods, false worship, false religion, false devotion. It stands for idolatry. It stands for worshiping something that's, ta that's taken the place of God Himself. That that's standing in between you and God. It may be a football game. It may be the bed sheet on Sunday morning because you want to stay covered up. You can't stay covered up from God. It stands for anything that is taking the place and getting in between your relationship with God. I'm going to tell you something, church. There ain't nothing going to get in my, between my relationship between me and my wife. I know that there's times that it seems that work, it seems that uh, maybe, and, and I say work, I'm talking church work, may stand in, the, in between the relationship. But church, what we've got to do is we've got to understand that if you have anything, whether it be church work, whether it be secular work, whatever it may be that is standing in between you and God, you better come and lay it at an altar. That great prostitute is there to try to separate that relationship between you and God. A person commits spiritual adultery or prostitution when he imagines what God is like and follows his own thoughts about God rather than what the scripture reveals God to be. Yes, God is a God of love, God is a God of grace, God is a God of mercy, but God is also a God of just judgment. God wants our lives to be changed, to line up with what His Word is trying to tell us. Too many times, too many times, People get their own concept of what our relationship with God should be like. Church, I feel like I need to close right here. Probably been, probably got some folks mad and that'd be all right. I'm going to close right here. I'm going to tell you, church. 
we have got to understand, we have got to realize, we have got to know that God is a just God. He's a God of mercy and He's a God of grace and thank goodness for the grace and mercy of God. But God is also a God of judgment. Church, don't allow, don't allow the judgment of God come knocking at your front door. Make sure your relationship between you and God is where it should be. Remember, if you have any prayer requests, please te- call or text the number on the screen, 205-642-8744, uh, because we want to partner with you in prayer. How can we pray for you? Text us and let us know how we can pray for you. You can also visit our website at cvcog.church. Remember, there is daily Bible verse, also a daily devotional. That daily devotional, it runs Monday through Saturday, and it is connected to our Sunday school lesson that we had this morning. I urge you to go through and and read those each day. Read the scriptures, and and let us know what you think. Text us and let us know what you think. On those devotionals, remember on our website, there's all of the avenues for live feed, online giving, and so much more can be found on our website, cvcog.church. We have a mobile app. It is cvcog.church forward slash connect, and it will download onto your Apple and uh, Android devices. May the good Lord bless you as our prayer. Thank you so much for joining with us for our, as we continue our study in Revelation. Join us next uh, Sunday afternoon as we continue this Wednesday night at 6.30, understanding the Bible. May the good Lord bless you as our prayer. Thank you so much for being the best part of Coosa Valley Church of God. May God bless you. Same God that never fails for me.